long before I left teaching, God had already kind of given me that nudge that it was time to go. And I didn't honor it. And I don't even know if he was necessarily, it was a nudge to like um, leave, but there were just different things where I was like, I could feel that there was something else. You know what I mean? Like you could feel that and I didn't honor it. And when I didn't honor it, God was like, okay, you play. And then he sent the tornado. And I was like, wait, hold on, wait, Lord. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I go. And no lie, once I made the step to be like, hey, I officially put in my resignation, I promise you, it was like the storm ceased. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm Tamika from TamikaMcTeer.com. If you are new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community that believes that there is no age that defines the life of every woman. So every week you'll hear a conversation that I know will inspire you to change your mindset, gain confidence, and live a lifestyle thriving, not determined by age. Joining us today on the podcast, we have Jamika Richardson. Jamika is the host of the Looking For My Fit podcast, a certified personal trainer, wife of 19 years, and she's a mom of three. Jamika spent years repeating unhealthy cycles that included fad diets, excessive exercising, and a toxic relationship with the scale. She struggled with putting herself on her priority list and found herself at the lowest point of self-esteem. Shifting her mindset and learning how to live a sustainable lifestyle helped her to break the cycle and change her life for the better. Now she's on a mission to teach other women to break their own toxic cycle when it comes to overall health and wellness. She provides women with the tools to prioritize themselves, reclaim their confidence, and finally start pursuing the goals in their life they've dreamed of. Jamika, Jamika, welcome to the Asian Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much. I feel honored. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Jamika and Tamika, so you know it's going to be A with Tamika. <laughs> like, I usually don't get to call other people me. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what's up, me? And it's funny because I only approve certain people calling me me. Other people, I'm like, what's my name? It's Tamika. <laughs> Do not shorten it unless you get that approval. You can only call me T. Some people call me T, which is fine. Again, approval, or some people yeah. call me me. <laughs> yeah, look, and that's crazy. I didn't even think about it until you talked. I'm like, oh, it's another me. But I'm the same. I'm like, once you say me, like, we're, we're family. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we family. We family. So, Meek, hey. Hey. What are you What are you most excited about for this year, 2023, when you think about health and wellness? I'm most excited about, like, the fact that I, well, I'm most excited about getting consistent, but I'm also excited about focusing on my overall health and wellness. So, like, not just the physical piece. I think when we think health and wellness, we're like, go work out. And I'm like, but there's so much more to that. So I'm excited to focus on taking care of myself in more than just physical fitness. I love that you said you're looking to take care of yourself more than just physical fitness. Cause yes, most time people will stop at just that and say, well, I am moving my body, mm-hmm. but what are you doing for your mind? What are you doing for your spirit? Child, what are you? No, seriously. Like that's a part. So like once I fell in love with working out, it comes a little bit more easy, you know, now, I'm not as consistent as I need to be, which is why I said I'm excited about the consistency. I ain't going to sit up here and lie. got to get my life together. But working out is just is not enough. It's just so much more. And, you know, even when we think about self-care and we're talking about working out, 
that's what people think is enough of my potential is so much deeper mm-hmm. than just working out. And don't get me wrong, working out has so many benefits because I need to get back in the gym now because I can just tell the difference in my mood. I can tell the difference in my energy level. I can tell the difference in my sleep. So for me, it's no longer about like losing weight. That's like a byproduct for me. Yeah. But I need to get back in there for those reasons. Yeah. But then when I finish working out, it's like I'll tell myself like you get this 45 to 50 minutes to yourself. I deserve more. Yeah. Than just doing 45 to 50 minutes. So to your point, what am I doing for myself mentally? What am I doing for myself emotionally? Am I checking in with myself mm-hmm. to see how I'm feeling and if different things are bothering me, making sure I'm not suppressing things or just going through the motions and pushing things to the side so I can get to the next thing. Yeah. Like really taking care of myself. Yeah. A couple of things that you talked about. One is the word consistency. And it just it just made me laugh. And again, confirmation for me personally. So it's a couple of things that I wanted to become more consistent in. And one of them was setting up a better routine for my consistency as it came to working out like I would work out and things like that. And I and I guess overall, you could probably say I was still getting like four days a week. And so that might feel consistent. But what what I'm referring to as inconsistent is pre pandemic, I I had more of a, a consistent schedule that I followed before work. And that is what I that's the area that I was lacking consistency in. Meaning before I went to work, when you hear people talk about having a time to themselves before they start their day, before they have to do anything for family, that had truly been my lifestyle for like 10 years or more. Oh, wow. Like that's, that's me. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say is it, that, that was my lifestyle before I even got married. Oh, that's good to me. I used to, I used to get up and spend time reading my Bible. Then, but then the only difference is, is I had more time to, because I had, because I had to get my daughter ready. It was, I had to do more than one of us to get ready. I spent more time in my Bible then, but then I did dedicate my evenings to working out. But then here in the past 10 years, as I previously mentioned, that time was really focused on me diving into, you know, my word, devotional, prayer time, and then me doing my workouts and things like that. And then, you know, setting up my day you know, whatever that looked like and heading out to work. But, you know, like I said, pre-pandemic, I was more structured there. And then in the pandemic, obviously, it's like, oh, well, okay, I start work. I start work at 7.30. So I'm an early riser and I start work early. So I start work at 7.30. And then in the pandemic, just being at home, I literally found myself getting up at 7.25. First of all, that's late. That's late as ever because I never sleeping at late even on the weekends I'm up before that time and then I'm like dang and then I found myself struggling more and more to get out of the bed and you know 728 okay you know (laughs) let me me do this or whatever and so for me consistency that's what I wanted to get more back into starting my day much earlier so now I'm back in the five o'clock hour I mean right now we're only days into the new year but as of now I've been very successful and I'm very very happy with the flow and how things are going. My mornings have been so good and my evenings are just empty. I can do whatever. Aww. I don't I don't feel so mm, it's it's just better like this to me. Yeah. And then you have to find what works for you. And I'll say like working out in the evening never worked for me. I just I didn't like it. You know, so I would be like, 
by the time I get to the end of the, of the day, so many different things could come up that I like I don't feel like it. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So that early morning was definitely most successful for me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work for me anymore. Me, I can't. Oh, I can't do it. What? 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 I, as as we continue to talk about this, it made me think even too. I know another reason why I like to set my mornings up before my when my son was playing basketball. The evenings would be so like carpooly. So I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't do seeing off the school, but taking him to basketball practice, doing this, blah, 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 picking up. Yeah. Like the evenings would be so busy. It's like, if I didn't, you know, load my morning for myself, then there wouldn't be any time in the day for myself. And so like you just mentioned, the evening workouts, you know, don't work. It's easy for me once it gets to the evening, especially if I've had like a busy day to be like, I keep pushing it off. Like, okay, I'm going to get, go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. But Nah, and, and if I'm being honest with myself, once it gets past the six o'clock hour, who does? I, I'm not gonna do it. Like I won't even cook dinner once it gets past the six o'clock hour. Child, <laughs> who you tell? I'm telling you, seven o'clock. I I switch. Like I'm good now because I took a nap for you, mate. I took a nap. <laughs> but my family knows not that I give myself permission to like be cranky or whatever. But like seven o'clock, so like. My personality is pretty big. I have, like, good energy. I am definitely a morning person. It's just yeah, working same. out in the morning. I don't know. But I get up. I'm up. Like, once my feet hit the floor, I'm up. But it's like by the time I have put out all this energy all day, 7 o'clock, my body's like, girl, go sit down somewhere. And now I'm just like, I don't necessarily get to shut down because, like you're saying, all three of my kids are in things now. So even last night, had gymnastics, volleyball, and football workouts last night. And they one ended at 8.30, one ended at 9, one ended at 9.30. Mm. So my evenings look real crazy right now, which I'm taking all the way in because the kids are growing up so fast and I'm about to get sad and I leave them alone. But, yeah. you know, but to your point, like, evenings just don't work for me. And honestly, by 7 o'clock, I'm like in chill mode. I'm, I, I slow down. My body starts winding down at seven. Yeah. So like, I got to find this routine. I got. I have to get that consistent. Right now, my workouts are so like sporadic. You know what I mean? I might get two or three. If I get in four in a week, like I'm doing really good. But I used to just be more consistent, and I was consistent with the routine. So I'm listening to you with the routine. I was like, I had such a stable routine, mm-hmm. which is how I was able to build that consistency so i need to get back to that including what you said was like really having some good study time for my bible so like i get up in the morning lately <laughs> i mean i gotta get a new bible i, I my eyes I, I gotta go ahead and admit that i gotta go <laughs> I said, oh, doctor. I was like, oh my god and so my bible the physical one the words are too tiny and i'm like oh my god so I've been reading, you know, on my phone, which is fine for now, but I really want to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that will be a great start to the day if I can get up earlier, mm-hmm. because that is the one thing I do is I, I'm going to read my Bible in the morning, but if I can get up earlier and just do a whole routine, you know, get my Bible study time in, spend time with the Lord, and then let me go work out, and then let me go into my day. 
So maybe this conversation was supposed to happen so I can get my life <laughs> Like I've been, I've been loving being back on routine. And I found this is the other thing I've been doing. So, you know, once I'm done with all of that, then I make sure that I go ahead and shower. So it's not just like, even though I'm at home and working from home, yeah. walking around the house in my sweaty work clothes or anything like that. So once I'm done, all the things I want to do to pour into myself for the morning, then I follow that up with my normal shower and I find myself like putting on clothes now. So no, it's still not work clothes or things like that, but I was intentional about buying myself some jogging suit outfits and things like that to wear around the house that I don't care about, but it's different from my pajamas and it's different from my regular leggings. And so it has really, truly helped and set a different tone for today and now I don't know girl like re- I'm refreshed on a different level now yes and so there's nothing like taking a shower putting on fresh clothes yes you know what I mean like that, it's just like the same thing for nighttime it's nothing like taking a shower mm-hmm. and getting in the bed with fresh clean body like it's just something different and it is something different about you know getting up doing stuff for yourself working out and then getting in the shower switching modes putting on the fresh clothes even if you're going to be at home, it puts you in a different mindset. Make your bed up. You know, just an indicator to your brain that we've moved into the next thing. Yes, 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 yes. So, Meek, let me ask you this. I know that you started out as a teacher and then you made a career shift. I'd love for you to share with the listeners about what it was like for you being a teacher and how and why you made the decision to make a shift to become more of a personal trainer and in the fitness space. Well, teaching, honestly, was not necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, I went to school and had a degree in communications, mass communication. That's another story for another time. But within that, you had to take so many English courses. So the number of English courses that I had, technically, I had enough to consider having a minor in English. And got out of, out of college and... Completely real. I would. I did an intern at a news station, right? And then they offered me a job afterwards. But I was like working by that time, like on my own, and they did not want me to have another job. But the money that they were going to pay me, I couldn't pay my bills. Oh no! And I was like, well, I can't, I can't, can't do it. Now, knowing what I know now, I think I would have tried something a little bit different. But I just completely like stepped out of it and. Ended up subbing at a school, so I was like, you know, I didn't have a job, no kids, I wasn't married at the time, so I was working and, you know, paying bills, and so I ended up subbing and was like, oh, okay, I can do this, like, not this age group, because it was elementary, <laughs> but I was like, that is not my calling, little ones are not for me, but I can do this, and so anyway, after my husband and I ended up getting married, we moved here, he was an English teacher, I sent in my paperwork for the state to get my teaching license, and I had to take, like, maybe four classes and then I got my license in teaching that and I loved it I taught middle school language arts absolutely loved it and then I ended up going back and getting my master's degree in curriculum and supervision so then I became an academic facilitator like I really found my like thing in education what I found though was a love for teaching so not necessarily teaching in school all the time just I enjoy teaching I enjoy encouraging like that is where God was like sharpening the gift yeah. for me. And so when I wasn't, when I left teach, when I left from being a teacher, I came out the classroom as an academic facilitator. I was still teaching because I was conducting professional development every single week for the whole staff 
and finding ways to make whatever strategies I had applicable to all subject areas. And I genuinely enjoyed that. But then it was like, I still love teaching, but my passion for what I was teaching was like fading. Mm-hmm. And I felt that and I'm like, it's a disservice, you know, to kind of be in that space, but not have that fire behind you. Because at one time I really had that fire and I started to feel the fire like dwindle, but I still had a passion for teaching. But at the same time, that's when I had gotten into fitness and had transformed my body through it and decided that I wanted to go get certified as a trainer. And God had just lined it up that when I got certified, someone who I worked out with was opening a friend, you know, a boot camp franchise. And she was like, how, you know, what do you think about coming on and being a trainer? And I was like, okay. And I was initially supposed to be just, you know, a support trainer, have a few camps a week and ended up the person who was the head, um, decided that that wasn't a good fit for them. And so then they asked me, I had never even trained anything. I mean, I was certified. And so I jumped into it. I mean, it definitely changed the trajectory of my life, but the transition was hard because I loved the kids. But I knew that it was time for me to make the move. And so even though I wasn't teaching at a school or teaching to the staff, I was still teaching because I was teaching in a group atmosphere. So, you know, that if nothing else, I really believe like God was just sharpening that within me. I love teaching. I love instructing. I love encouraging. Like, that's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah. As I was listening to you that and share your story, I was smiling on the inside because I love the the one commonality is that you knew and you were able to clearly identify that you had a gift for teaching and that's mm-hmm. what gave you joy. And so, yeah. like you said, although it wasn't going to be teaching to the children, you still found a way that you could use that level of expertise, something to pour back into people because you talked about the motivation um, mm-hmm. and it still would make you happy in the end. So it was like a win-win, even though you were, you would not be in that space helping the children anymore. Yeah. And and that's what I've learned like this over this last, you know, I took a, a gap year is what I call, I've been calling. Let me be honest. I ain't take the gap year. God put me in the wilderness. <laughs> I was in a wilderness season. I've been out in the woods, me. I don't um, <laughs> the end of the end of 2022, he, he let me, he let my hands touch the outside of the wilderness. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm back on the outside world. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm back. Okay. Thank you. But. Because last year was so quiet, it was so quiet, and it was a lot, it was necessary. I can't believe I'm even saying that now because it was a rough year. But one of the things that when I was coming out of it, I was like, I miss teaching. Now, again, I won't go back to the school system. You know, I don't want to teach English or anything like that. But um, I just know whatever this next step is for me is definitely going to be within me teaching in some capacity I'm like that was really driven home like that's that's my thing I want to teach I want to speak I want to you know be in a position where I can encourage people to get the best out of themselves so that was solidified we're gonna see what the good lord has planned for this year yeah 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 if you guys can't tell by listening to this conversation and hear all of her voice jamika is just a ball of joy i told her this when when we just connected on this podcast i told her i said it's like a bubble is hanging over you because she is always so bubbly and (laughs) 
like every time I see her, she is like smiling. You heard her, you guys heard her mention that she, you know, was teaching at Burn Boot Camp. And so if you are listening and you are here in the Charlotte area, then you know that Burn Boot Camp is a big deal here in Charlotte. Like a lot of women, you know, no matter what side of town you live on, if it's one in your area, then you know at least yeah. one person that's attending the boot camp. And if you anybody like me, anytime a new gym open up in my area, I'm good for going either on a special or I'm a I'm yeah. a wear, I'm a I'm a wear that seven day pass out because that's how much I enjoy fitness. That's how much I enjoy variety. So anytime a new gym opens by me, I definitely am somebody who has tried it out. Um, yeah. one time or even like I said has joined by way of the special now I don't always stick around because I'm like I ain't paying that to work out <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's funny and I don't know if you know if you remember this so when I ran into you in the mall and you were like oh my gosh it's like you're you like I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity and I was like I was like this girl is crazy it's so funny because again I have known and seen pictures people reposting your stuff for years because People I know and follow personally went to the location burn boot camp that you went to. And I was yeah. like, who is this girl? Who's this girl? So when I met you, and I was like, she couldn't be saying that to me because that's how I felt. I was like, it's her. I see her beyond social media. <laughs> you know, that makes me feel so special. Like, <laughs> you know what? Crazy about that encounter, too, is I appreciated that you matched my energy. Now, I know that we are all different. But, like, if I interact with people on social media, like, I feel like we good. Like, I know it might not be necessarily, like, a beat. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I feel like we good. And I will see people out, and I'm like, yo! And they're like, hey, girl. And I'm like, okay, no, no, I Yeah, no. That is exactly <laughs> like how you say. I, it was literally like I was meeting somebody that I had known forever. And literally, yeah. the relationship had, had never gone anywhere beyond social media. It's just somebody I follow. <laughs> And then I, I saw you, I was like, hey, hey. And then we gave like these big hugs and I'm like, oops. I was like, was I supposed to touch her? I'm like, I don't even know this girl. She probably think I'm crazy. And then you like reassured, like, no, thanks for having that same energy. Yes. No, I appreciate that. And I am a hugger and I've had to learn that everybody is not a hugger. Um, and so I try to respect people's boundaries so that I'm not putting them in an awkward situation. But like, I am, I'm a people person. You know what I mean? Like, I love people. So if I see you out and I feel like, I'm like, yo, my God, this is so crazy. This is crazy. You know how you look up and you see a familiar face. And I'm like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was good. But, but back to what we're saying, like, that's what I love. Even with that, but just like teaching, there came a time where I realized that training wasn't you know, it it just shifted, and I had to respect it because long before I left teaching, God had already kind of given me that nudge that it was time to go, and I didn't honor it. And I don't even know if he was necessarily it was a nudge to like um, leave, but there were just different things. Where I was like, I could feel that there was something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you could feel that, and I didn't honor it. And when I didn't honor it. God was like, okay, you play. And then he sent the tornado. And I was like, wait, hold on, wait, Lord. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I go. And no lie, once I made the step to be like, hey, I officially put in my resignation, I promise you, it was like the storm ceased. Wow. Like everything that was happening around me that was like so insane just went like, it stopped. 
Mm-hmm. So when I was at Burn, I could just feel it. I can't describe it. Like I just knew, and it was just like you said from social media. You knew like so much of my life was wrapped up in it, like mm-hmm. for years. And so to be in this place that you started out your fitness journey, working out and just trying to find a routine and get back in shape to becoming a trainer, to leave in teaching and going to do that and to be in a really great spot with it, but to at the same time not feel peace. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, God, like I I feel it, but what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? You know, it was that yeah. type of thing. And so I left and this past year it was really, really tough for me. And I underestimated the impact that leaving there was going to have. Do you think you went through a season of like grief? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I absolutely went through a season of grief. Um, It was routine. You know, it was where I was. It was what I, you know, everything I did was wrapped around it. The people that I hung out with, where I worked out, just people that I talked to, you know, again, outside of the gym. But I think that was part of why he pulled me away. Do you feel like it did something to your identity or you? Yep, you hit it straight on the head. And so let me be clear. I still love burn. Like it truly, I still tell people if they're trying to get started or whatever, like that they should go there just because I know the heart behind it. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can truly go in at any fitness level and work your way up. I have been blessed to play a part in so many people's transformation through it. So it, it wasn't when I said, when I left, I said that I left in love. Because, you know, I gave like a long notice. It wasn't even two weeks. I gave a few months notice. Like, yeah. it's time. And there were a lot of tears. And I had a going away party. And we cried. And it was like crazy to leave a place when you don't have a quote-unquote bad reason to leave. It was like me being obedient. Like, it's time for me to go. Yeah. But as I went through last year, that's when I was able to see. God was like, you may burn your identity. Mm. And your identity is not in burn. Your identity is in me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Gosh, like he like he had to hold a mirror up to me. I had to own it. I had to be a big girl. I had to own it. And um And do you was, think go, go ahead. Do you think that came through because you got like a lot of validation from the people there and you saw maybe like I don't know what your confidence was like before you got into that environment, but did, would you say that that environment gave you like a confidence shift? It did. Girl, how you know me like this? Um, <laughs> no, seriously, it, um, what it was, was I had in high school, this part of me was not embraced by my peers. Mm. And so it was seen as me being arrogant. Okay. And so, so many people would say, you think you're better than she thinks she that. She thinks she that. You know what I mean? Like that, that was my high school experience. And so even when I graduated, you know, back in the day, they let you do superlatives. And one of the awards, I got two. Well, one of them that I got was most conceited. And you have to imagine being 18, you know, getting ready to go into the world and stepping across the stage in front of everybody. Like in in my hometown, it's only one high school. So like our graduating classes were pretty big. Mm-hmm. So you're stepping across the stage in front of everybody, including your parents, with people telling you that you think you're better than other people. Mm. And so when I left, I was like, two fingers up, I'm out. I won't come back. But also, it made me want to go hide. Oh, so it kind of silenced you. It did silence me. So my whole objective going into college was 
I just wanted to lay low. Like, I didn't want to make a splash. I just wanted to, like, you know, go, you know, be a part of the regular people. You know, I didn't want to stand out. That was the thing. So that was my big thing. Like, I don't want to stand out. And when I started teaching, you know, there was a level, like, where you have to have personality. And then when I went to go train, because you of how you're interacting with people and you really focus on the purpose of why you're there, it was like, it felt like the first place where I could truly be who I wanted to be yeah. and to be a part of something bigger and for people to like accept that. And it was like, oh, like, this is what you, people want from you. You know, they want you to be yourself and to be able to connect to people. And so I think it was, it was because it was the first place where I truly felt like I was able to be my authentic self mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and have people be happy about that, that it was hard. And I had a friend who told me when I was like, like, yo, I just, I can feel like it's time for me to move on. And then she was like, I think you're scared of trying to figure out who you are if you leave. And I was like, girl, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But she hit it on the head. That's what it was. And so this past year was rough. But when I crawled through it, I feel a sense of like freedom now. And moving forward into whatever it is that I'll be doing next, the focus won't necessarily be on the assignment, but my purpose and why I've been put on that assignment. Oh, I love it. Making that assignment my identity. What type of mindset shift do you think you've had to continually make um, to connect with the more authentic Jamika, where she doesn't feel like she has to silence herself for others? but truly stand up in the person that God is calling her to be. Man, you know, when it was, it was back to like this past year when, when the world goes quiet, right? Because like you said, we didn't necessarily know each other, but you see people post, right? So I'm not always interacting with people. I'm either interacting with them in person or I'm yep. interacting with them online. So it's like something was always hopping on my social media. Mm-hmm. And then when you step away from that and you're not interacting with people like that, all of that stuff slows down. Mm-hmm. And now it's like unbelievably super quiet, which also, you know, gave me an insight to where you see professional athletes who retire and then some of them end up getting depressed. Yeah. And that's a lot, you know, so I can't even imagine on that scale when I was, you know, feeling so down on this smaller scale. But in that, when I finally, because I, I definitely had like a pity party for a while. And for a while I was like, in a victim mindset, you know, like, I felt like, like, why is this happening to me? And why, God, why are you doing this to me? But it was more about what was he doing for me? Mm. And so then when I could just, when I finally got myself together to be like, okay, me, what is he trying to show you? Mm-hmm. And then realizing like, well, why are you so sad? You know, and why are you feeling like this? That's when he opened that up. But then it was able, it, he gave me the opportunity to see like, but you're still that same person yeah you're just not there and then that's when that inkling started coming back where i just realized like i would talk but now this comes back to your gift i'll talk to people and um i talked to one of my homegirls and she was just like no like every time i get on the phone with you like i leave off the thing feeling so hype like you just but that's a natural thing to me like i can't not hype you up yeah you know I mean? like i can't not i can't go away and I do that Ener- energy spills off of you like 
fun <laughs> energy, bubbly energy, energy on 10. Like to me, if somebody is in your space again, and I, I feel the vibe just through this conversation and any interaction I've had with you, whether it's been directly or indirectly with you via social media, like if somebody doesn't pick up the energy, like the, the, the person is off. Yeah. Like their energy is off. You you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that they so it's so off to the point where they can't even receive it because like that's the type of energy like you literally put out. And so for whatever it is that I feel like that you personally have experienced and any downspouts that you've had about, you know, your worthiness or what your purpose is or who it is you should be serving, how you should be serving them, where your confidence and validation, all of that lies, like I would never be able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Because you, you just know, radiate it, joy. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it, but, you know, that comes from, again, the gift, and that's what I've been able to see. Like, God is like, you were on assignment. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't meant for you to turn it into who you were. Like, you, it was more like, I think I thought, and again, I always have to throw a disclaimer. This is not like a bash to burn. This is about me and my thing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do love burn. I was like feeling like burn made me. You know what I mean? And then I was like, no, like wherever I put you, the gift goes with you. Mm-hmm. And that's like almost what he needed me to see. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. You know what I mean? So now I'm just, I realize like the gift is in the energy that I'm able to bring and it's not fate you know like I don't have to try to be on like it's just who I am yeah the gift is in how I can encourage people I can't I cannot tell you the number of time I interact with people and I'll be like me be quiet but like if I can see potential in you I just cannot let you sit in I'll be like okay I don't I don't know if this is what you want to do but you sleeping on yourself and I'm gonna be the ultimate hype woman you know like that is like it's what I do it's who I am and so now, like, I just feel good. Now, I don't know. I've been trying to be mindful and not try to do things within my will. So I'm like, okay, Lord, if you just put me in the right space, I'll trust your guidance. But I just know whatever it is that I do, that's part of what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard you talk a lot about how you depend on your faith and have leaned on your faith for your level of guidance and to your next step. Even when you have questions, you still say, Lord, like, I'm going to trust you in this. Jamika, what impact would you say, if any, like this transition has had on you and your family? Okay, well, I'll say <laughs> it has had, it's been good now. I, let me say this, it was never bad just because I was super mindful about, I don't hide things from my kids. You know, I, I, I'm very open with them just because I don't ever want them to, I want them to see me be a conqueror. You know, mm-hmm. so that I'm mindful about how I, share things with them. My oldest is 16. She's about to be 17. So she knows that's a little bit more because she and I are are close. But it has, I feel like it's pulled us a little bit closer because they've been able to kind of see me like, you know, go through things and be transparent and share things with them and see, you know, see me pull myself back up. That's good. And I think it's also good. It's been good for my marriage as far as our spiritual foundation. Which sounds weird because it's been a tough year, right? But for my husband, we had to have a conversation because we've been married, it'll be 20 years this year. 
Whoop, whoop. I, I, I know. Whoop, whoop. Praise the Lord, say. Um, and I've always just been working, grinding, going, you know. And so this past year has looked so different. And he just kind of, you know, checked in like, like, you good? You know, what's happening? Because it has been this gap year and I'm blessed that I've been able to kind of step back a little bit. And I've had some things like I've been working, but not like I worked before. Mm-hmm. And um, what I had to tell him was like, listen, I know this past year looks crazy to you from the outside because it feels crazy on the inside. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. And I was like, but, like, it, it probably looks crazier to you because you are not having the conversations with God that I'm having. Like, in the vision of things that he's giving me, he's not necessarily giving to you. And so I'm just asking you to, you know, support me in this walk because I'm going to be real. I don't know where God is leading me. And, that, and that's different because usually, you know, things are very logical. Yeah. And I'm a logical person. I function best in structure. Yeah. And so for this Same. year to not have that structure, it's been wild. So there was like that other piece of like not having the routine that we talked about. Like, I don't have a routine. But I think that was a part of what God was doing too. Like me being able to make pivots and to still staying strong in whatever it is that I'm doing, even when I don't know the next thing that's coming. So back to what you're saying, I feel like it's been good for my family because I had to lean in hard on Jesus. I was like, Lord, like I had to really take my faith to another level. Mm-hmm. And so then when you take your faith to another level, the family comes with you. Yeah. And so post pandemic, we hadn't been back in church mm-hmm. regularly like we were pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I had talked to you because I'd asked you about elevation on this side. And so yep. now, guess what? We back in church. You know what I mean? And now you know, it's just more talks about God and we're just more intentional as a family about praying and going to church and having talks about faith. And so even though it was a tough year, again, I can look back and say it was necessary. Yeah. And I think that we're definitely stronger because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that. So good. So good. Like, Hey, you didn't understand it when you was going through the storm, but now it's coming. You coming all up out of all of that stuff, and like you said, yeah. coming out of that gap year, and it has bigger purpose. And the fact that um, you know something like that, regardless of whatever situation anybody goes goes through, I feel like anytime you can point back to your faith, and you can do it not just individually, collectively as a family, holistically. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is a part of of it. Like the impact is that much greater. It is so much greater. And the, and the big blessing to it that is that, as, you know, we'd always, always gone to a different location. And be, I think because we had been gone so long and like we are back. Now, and, and I'm going to tell you what, that was good too, because I was getting back in with God, right? But like for me, and I can't just do it just for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I had my own little private journey, mm-hmm. but it needs to pour over into my kids, especially as they get older and they start to leave home. Like, I need them to have that foundation. Yeah. And so it is, it feels good to get up for church and they are not whining about it. Mm-hmm. They're excited to go. And so I'm just so grateful, you know, that we are now in a place where they're excited. You know, the kids love kids church. Jordan loves, you know, she's like, I really like this. And so now back to routine, it is a routine. We get up, 
We go to church. We leave from church because we get out about 11, 11.30. Mm-hmm. And then we go have lunch. Like, we have the whole full Sunday today. So it's like, like a, a whole, whole family. family experience. Yeah. It's a whole family day. And, like, mm-hmm. we're already up and we're dressed. And we've been filled because we went to church to get, the, you know, to have everything. And so it's just, it's been, it's been really good. And I'm grateful that. that I can look back and see that and be like, okay, thank you, God. Okay. I love that. I love that. And so it's like that fad of, you know, that season has ended. And so when we think about fads and, you know, you being in a personal training space and dealing with women and helping them on their weight loss journeys, how is it or why is it that you think women get so driven by these fad diets and not understanding that the weight loss is bigger? I think it goes back to what you're attaching your confidence to. And so when you, when you're not living like a healthy lifestyle and say like your weight let me be clear because, you know, weight fluctuates and we're not talking body composition. But, like, if you're not in a healthy space, mm-hmm. a lot of things happen. You're crankier and you might not even realize it. Your patience is short. You get tired easily. You know, your sleep is not good. And so now you're irritable. You know, like, it, it's so much important to it. And so now, overall, just in general, you don't feel good about yourself. And then sometimes when we look at ourselves, you know, we're already our own worst critic. And so we don't talk great to ourselves. We look in the mirror. We don't feel like we look good. Also, I'm not physically feeling good. And so now my confidence is shot. Mm. And so now I need like this thing. And I really believe that if I can lose this weight, that's going to be the thing that's going to shift it all for me. So then we go for the quick fix. What's the quickest way I can get this weight off? Mm-hmm. And then we go and we dive into this thing. And for a while, it's sustainable. You know what I mean? Well, for a while, it works. I'm not going to say it's sustainable. For a while, you're you in there because you, you're focused and you're determined. And then a lot of times what we do is we'll attach a number to it. Mm-hmm. So not only do I want to lose weight, but I want to get down to this number. Mm-hmm. And so even though we've seen these changes in our body and our clothes are fitting better and like we are losing the weight, when we, we're still not satisfied till we hit that number. We finally hit that number and we're waiting for this magical thing. You know, it's like putting the key in the door, you turn it, confetti everywhere, you step into the next level, lightning grand. And yeah. really what happens is you get off the scale and ain't nothing changed. Nothing. <laughs> like the same problems you were dealing with before, you're dealing with now. You know, and if your body has been changing and you have changed sizes, you know, if if I was three pounds heavier Monday and on Wednesday I'm three pounds lighter, I'm wearing the same size clothes I was wearing before. You mean like it's not a big difference that I can see. And now this goal that I have been ferociously working towards is accomplished. And now what? Mm-hmm. And typically, you end up putting the weight back on. Okay, I hit the goal. Congratulations. Where's all the food that I have been depriving myself, of? myself? Yep. I want it now. And before you realize it the weight is starting to go back up. And now I'm disappointed because I can't believe I let myself get back to this point. And you feel like a failure, but the fact is you were doing something that was never sustainable in the first place. Mm-hmm. So inevitably you were going to get back there. And now I, all those things that, that I was pushing to the side because I was losing the weight, I realized all those things are still there. And now I'm still dealing with the same stuff. 
And so now, okay, let me get back again. What's the next bad guy that I can get down? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And it's just a vicious cycle. A cycle, yeah. Going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What is it that you want to be intentional about as you continue to reclaim your journey and reclaiming your confidence as you continue to become Jamaica <laughs> each and every year, each and every day, as you continue to learn something new about yourself? I want to, I just want to show up. You know, I don't want to um, dim my light. I don't want to shrink. I don't want to hide. And I do realize that that is something about me sometimes. Like, I used to be the person that self-reliant. Mm. I can do it. I can fix it. I don't need anybody to help me. Mm-hmm. I am the helper. I'm the yeah. helpy. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's, that's what I do. And so because that was what I used to, you know, that is, is what I do, I, always, I used to view me needing help as like a weakness. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this 2022 will forever go down is like a super pivotal year for me because eventually I did have to lean on people and learn to be more vulnerable and open to receiving help, but also open to asking for help. So you had to you had to tap into your community. You were used to being the community provider. And now you had to source the community. Yes. I really did. And it was very it it was tough, you know, to be the person who you feel like that's how you're supposed to be the lead. To me, how do you know? I, like, you're just tapping everything. Like, I'm like, I'm amazed. <laughs> hey, now, look, I would kind of consider that one of my gifts. This my hidden, It's one of my, like, hidden talents. I, I can't go there. but um, That is a talent. It, I'm like, how are you doing this and tapping into everything? It's, it's, the, it's the empath in me. Girl, I'm serious. Like, whoa, that is wild. But it is so, I'm blown away. Seriously, like, you've blown me away this whole time. I was used to being the leader. And, you know, like, so how does the leader need help? You know, and like you said, the community leader. And then I had to lean on community. But the part that I'm grateful for is I had friendships evolve that I wouldn't have thought would have even gone to that level. You know, like, mm-hmm. how, like you would surface. And so now, um, you know, my circle looks different. Yeah. And initially there were friendships and things that I agreed. But now the relationships that I do have, they're like next level. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm so appreciative, but also very mindful to nurture those friendships. Yeah. So a lot of times I think we get in friendships and, you know, you think that they just work and it's kind of like a marriage, like you have to nurture it. And so now when I'm checking in with people, it's not that surface level. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. what's up? How you doing? I'm like, how are you? And I'll put it in all caps. Yeah. And I was like, no, but like, for real, how are you? How are you doing emotionally? Yeah. How do you feel about this? Right. And then being mindful to be like, let me hear your voice or let's hop on FaceTime and let mm-hmm. me see your face. You know what I mean? And and so I'm just grateful to be in a in community with people that feel safe where there is no disclaimer at the beginning. Like, well, don't tell nobody or don't say mm-hmm. nothing. Girl, this can <laughs> need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not giving disclaimer. Yeah. Like when we need each other, we call, we jump right in, and that's I know right. Yeah. That conversation stays there. Right. Right. Not going anywhere. So what they tell me is with me. What I tell them is with them. And to be able, and not only that, for to celebrate each other, but also to be real and be like, no, you know, I love. Not hear what you're saying. <laughs> However, yeah. Let Let's talk about the other side of this thing that you may not be looking. And that's who you need around you. You mean mm-hmm. you need people 
to help you see when you get starry-eyed about something. Because I've had a couple starry-eyed moments recently, and I've had some people be like, okay, hip hip hooray. But listen, don't forget, like, you, I think you're romanticizing, you know, you're looking back at the past and you're romanticizing mm. with people, you're feeling drawn to this. So let's really talk about, is this what I'm like? You know, it, 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 that's a I good call that. out. I need that. You know what I mean? And so I'm just super grateful. I am more, I think one of the worst for me this year is intentional. I want to be intentional about mm-hmm. how I show up in all aspects, whether it is, you know, in work that I'm doing, in my friendships, in my marriage, with yeah. my children. I want to be intentional and not just go through the motions. Yeah, I love that. Well, Meek, this has been a phenomenal conversation. But before I let you go, I just have four quick questions I'm going to ask. There is no right or wrong answer. You just respond with the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. The first one is describe age in four words or less. Age? Yes. It's leveling up. Okay. This one is a fill in the blank. My name is, and age has taught me. My name is Jamika. And age has taught me that life is about being intentional. Love it. Are you asked for permission or asked for forgiveness? Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Come, why? Why? Let me hear why. Because sometimes I'll be like, listen, what I'm getting ready to do is is really great and you just don't see it. So I'm going to do it in a way and then ask you forgive me later if you don't want <laughs> Comfortable silences or nonstop conversation? Both. Depending on the situation? Yeah, depending on the situation. Okay, okay. Let the people know what final words you have for them and where they can connect with you after this podcast. Okay, well, this is what I'll say. Like, right now, I'm in an amazing space, and I'm happy, but I really don't know, like, what the next step is. I just know I feel good, and I feel free, right? And so I'm just inviting people to come and join me on my journey. My podcast is called Looking for My Fit. And I am literally right now, like, looking for my fit, waiting for the next assignment and just living life and sharing it along the way as I go. So you can find me looking for my fit on all the things. You know, I had a personal email account, I mean, Instagram account, but you can follow me on Instagram also at looking for my fit. I have a YouTube channel that I'll start pouring into more, looking for my fit. And then I also have community on Facebook, looking for my fit. (laughs) Uh, So you can find me (laughs) and looking for my fit at all the things. I love it, Jamika. Thank you again for being a guest here today. I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy this conversation, find laughter, and they're going to want to know more about you. So they're going to find you somewhere looking for your fit. Yes, I hope they do. Um, but girl, thank you for having me on here. I love this. This conversation is amazing. So we're going to have to do this again. Most definitely. Thank you for listening to the Ageless Conversations podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your review really does help others find out about the podcast. As always, you can head over to my website now at TamikaMixier.com to sign up for my email list as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Talk to you all next week.